2016, iPhone SE and 9.7 inch iPad Pro. 2017, no event, but red iPhone 7 and iPad 5. 2018, education, iPad 6, and then red iPhone 8. 2019, services, but low key iPad Air, mini, and AirPods 2. 2020, canceled, but still, iPhone SE 2, A12Z iPad Pro, and Magic Keyboard. 2021, April, but purple iPhone, AirTags, Apple TV 4K, M1 iMac, and M1 iPad Pro. For 2022 though, yeah, hit that subscribe button and bell to help me build the best community in tech, and then let's start with what seems like the most likely for the spring, other than a purple iPhone 13, which I would just love. iPhone SE 3. It's one of those products that falls into Apple's hole, the older design you love with updated internals so you can keep on loving it for at least a few years more. The original brought back the smaller iPhone 5S body, but crammed it full of faster iPhone 6S brains. The second brought back the iPhone 8 home body, but crammed it to the stuffings with iPhone 11 brains. So this third one is gonna bring back the iPhone 10R body and just cram it full of iPhone 13 brains? Wrong, at least according to the latest reports. That'll be the fourth one a year a couple from now. For 2022, it sounds like Apple is keeping that iPhone 8 body and giving it a second transplant, this time with iPhone 13 brains and a 5G radio. Plus, yes, the prerequisite camera updates. So home button, touch ID, and LCD faithful, rejoice, for Apple will be delivering unto you up to five more years of support for big brow and beard bezeled iPhones. My only questions are, Will the A15 Bionic and Qualcomm X60 modems be efficient enough to prevent battery life from just being totally shredded on the already strained SE platform? Or does Apple have something entirely else up their recently battery life boosting sleeves? And in 2022, will a twice modded body really be enough? Then iPad Air 5. Now the Air got its modern redesign back in September of 2020, but just one year later, the iPad mini went and got the same redesign, but with even better internals. So now the Air wants in on those updates as well, specifically A15 Bionic with the five core GPU, same as the iPad mini and the iPhone 13 Pro. Also a wide angle front facing camera with center stage, which lets it zoom and pan around to keep you framed while you walk, talk, cook, or dance. You do you, I don't judge. Plus 5G because one more G and everything is going that way these days anyway. But also a better rear camera and likely a whole new fresh set of fashionable colors. And personally, I'm hoping for orange. No mini LED though, and no ultra wide camera on the back or LiDAR, no eight or 16 gigabytes of memory and no larger than 11 inch display. So it still won't be bumping up against last spring's iPad Pro, especially not when the 11 inch Pro goes mini LED later this year. That said, I really do hope Apple gives us more than just the current 64 and 256 gigabyte storage options. Because at this point, I think anybody who doesn't just live that clouder and streamer life would MDK for 128 and 512 gigabyte options instead. Now, the Mac Mini Pro. Because back in 2018, Apple revived the Mini as a badass space gray server built for pros. But with the great switching in 2020, they only offered a new entry level silver model with the M1 they totally left the higher end model on Intel, eighth generation Intel, which is great. It's fine if you want a free built-in space heater and coffee warmer with your mini, but not so great if you want some M1 Pro or M1 Max level performance. Enter an all new Mac Mini Pro, at least if Apple decides to go all in on that branding, but either way, it'll totally be that in spirit. But reports do say a new, smaller design and way newer, better chipset 
up to 10 CPU cores, 32 GPU cores, and 64 gigabytes of memory, as well as a third USB and Thunderbolt controller for even more ports to support even more displays. Basically everything every pro currently trying to fit into the M1 mini has been fantasizing about for the last year and change. Now there have been rumors of an IMAX style taste the skittle rainbow of colors, but my guess is these models stick to shades of gray, but then the same or similar design gets carried over to the next round of consumer Mac mini updates with the M2 chipset, maybe later this year or early next. So the only other question I have is whether or not there'll be a dual die M1 Max option for the mini to just really blow the doors off the server farm or whether Apple will reserve that type of performance for the big Mac Pro switch coming later this year as well. Now, less likely, but still possible, the iMac Pro. And again, whether Apple leans fully into the Pro brand or not, it would be the 24 inch iMac from last April, but digivolved into its final 27 inch form, including M1 Pro and M1 Max options maybe even with extra cores or extra dies for that full-on pro-level flex. Basically, everything the 2017 iMac Pro was, but without the near-nuclear Intel Xeon chipset and Shield Helicarrier-class cooling system that was all stuffed up inside its enormous baby-got-bubble-back-of-a-bump. Also, mini-LED display for close to OLED, inky levels of black, and ridiculous bursts of highlights for those pro HDR workflows, and a nano-texture option like the 2020 iMac non-pro got for anyone annoyed by any level of in-studio glare, along with all of those additional pro ports, black bezels, maybe silver and space gray options, or hey, could we get a matte black option? That would look fantastic with a chin if Apple really wants to keep that distinctive iMac style going, but even better without one, if Apple's finally ready to give it a shave like the iPhone and iPad got and make it just all shades of indistinguishable from an XDR display. And I can't fracking wait for it, but since it was originally rumored for last year and then for this spring, but now rumors are pointing to WWDC at the earliest, I am only ever gonna expect it when and if I see it. Same with iPad 10, whose model numbers are popping up all of a sudden in all of the most unexpected places. It is definitely the most perennial of Apple's old device, new internal strategy. And yes, Apple did only just release the iPad 9 last September. So another update after just six months sure does seem unlikely, but Apple also famously or just infamously announced iPad 3 in March of 2012, only to replace it with iPad 4 in October of the very same year. So just Apple never say never. Now the iPad 4 did solve some very real problems with the iPad 3 and also added lightning. iPad 9 doesn't have anything like those kinds of problems, but could adding 5G be all that pressing? because the only other speculations are the kind of spec bumps like the A14 processor from the iPhone 12, and maybe, just maybe, the scaled up 10.5 inch display that was rumored for last year already. But would any of that, or would all of that be worth the quicker re-up to you? Then there are the unlikelies, including the long rumored M2 MacBook Air redesign, as well as an M2 in the new MacBook Pro enclosure to replace the 13 inch with a more modern entry-level model. Also, M2 and the iPad Pro, maybe along with MagSafe. And Apple did update the iPad Pro two springs in a row now, 
but it sort of sounds like they might be going back to the 18-month cycle and we'll be waiting for this one at least until the fall. Then a new 32-inch Pro Display XDR, but also 24 and 27-inch non-Pro variants, possibly with custom Apple Silicon all their own. But that might be more of a WWDC thing as well, along with the teaser of the much-anticipated Apple Siliconification of the Mac Pro. Because yes, a nerd can dream. Now I have in-depth previews up for all of these with no ads, no sponsors, and sometimes with bonus or extended content, like my recent chat with Apple Silicon, Mac, and privacy executives. Also, exclusive and original videos, including a new studio tour series where I'm going through everything I use to make my videos. Cameras are up already and audio is coming soon. Because on Nebula, I have the absolute luxury of making videos that don't have to be optimized for YouTube, but where I just know the nerdiest, most hardcore of you will totally love them. All ad-free, sponsor-free on Nebula and bundled in for free when you sign up with today's sponsor at curiositystream.com slash Richie or just click the link below. And right now, today, because you're watching this video, you can get CuriosityStream on sale for 26% off, less than 15 bucks a year, less than the price of a fancy bistro burger for the whole entire year. And that includes their thousands of amazing documentaries and series like Myths and Monsters, which shares some of the most thrilling stories of heroes and the villains they encounter on their adventures. It's awesome, like D&D may totally manifest, but it's also the best way to support educational creators directly and just the best damn deal in streaming today. For over 26% off CuriosityStream, less than 15 bucks a year, and Nebula bundled in for free, just click the button on the screen or go to curiositystream.com slash Richie. Clicking on that button really helps out the channel and so does hitting up this playlist for more. Just so much more on everything Apple has coming our way this year. So hit it up and I'll see you in the next video.